The Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast is brought to you by Evolve Health. Evolve Health believes that a healthy lifestyle should be simple. That's why they created the best natural, science-driven products that are simple, clean, and great tasting. Replace your bad habits with smart choices. Replace your current spending and save money. And you can get healthier and stay healthier with Evolve. The Evolve Reboot Program is designed to help your body address inflammation and leptin sensitivity naturally with the help of their convenient, nutritious products. The products, plus their healthy eating guidelines, help the body begin to lose fat for good. And with products geared towards performance and recovery, athletes love Evolve too. With the very best part of Evolve is their social and humanitarian aspect of their business platform. The Hope Movement, powered by Evolve's Buy One, Nourish Two initiative, is changing lives around the world. Needless to say, this is a company that Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone is very proud to be associated with. For more information, please visit the website, twofitcrazies.com, and click on the podcast sponsor tab at the top of the page. It is Christine Conti and Brian Prendergast, and we are two fit crazies and a microphone. We are where it's at. How is everyone doing today, Brian? What's going on? Not too much. We're just uh, you know a couple days before Christmas over here, so uh, my household is like going crazy. It's 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 like insane. We've well, got the three boys, and they're how old? Three boys, eight. Five and four. It is Santa Central in your house. It's insane. And they keep adding things for the Christmas list. And it's like, you know, more and more and more and more and more. And, oh, yeah, I forgot about this thing and stuff. So at this point. But, you know, it's also like, you know, we're using uh, the elf on the shelf to monitor their behavior. And, you know, nothing like lying to your kids in order to get them to behave (laughs) a little bit better, you know. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes sometimes. That's it. Oh my god. Flying by the seat of my pants. I know. So it's December 22nd right now, 2017, and we are getting ready for this holiday season and uh I'm telling everyone merry fitness. Just make sure you do something please. It's not okay that you don't go to gym and don't work out just because it's the holidays. That's fantastic because it's totally not stressful. The holidays are totally not stressful. <laughs> don't tell right? me to relax. I am relaxed. Um, so really get out there. Keep moving. Do something. And we are so super pumped today. Again, we've got such a fantastic um, guest for you that we are going to talk about in a couple minutes. Um, one last thing we want to do is just recap last week. We were on location with Victor Valone at Therify. And if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that podcast, whoa, um, there's been a lot of feedback, Brian, a couple things that you heard. No, I heard a lot of feedback from it. You know, everything from, uh, you know, just really both sides of of everything. You know, I don't believe it. I definitely believe it. When can I try it? Uh, You know, it, it was almost just exactly the same way that I felt after, you know, listening to it myself. You know, I, I, I have such a question everything type of mentality just on everything you know i I, you know nothing is absolute to me so uh you know something like that of course i i question it to the max and uh you know and and i actually tried it myself i went and had a session and uh, it was pretty cool you know i definitely relaxed i you know with the household that we just discussed the way that it is right now a good uh 20 minutes of laying around was uh was pretty good for me if nothing else i got that so it was it was good, you know. I, I'm I'm willing to keep on trying it, and I've definitely looked it up more on uh, you know on online and just look for more information. And man, what is life all about except for that? Just gathering information, it's about energy, and making too. choices. Life's about energy. So if that's going to give you energy and and do something, then I hope you know Brian and I can at least open your minds to new things in in fitness, nutrition, holistic. 
um, you know, practices to uh, make you healthier because we want to get younger by the day. That's, That's what right. it's about. How about you? You've been for more sessions? I've been for a couple more. And? and? You know what? I, I feel good. Again, is it that? Is it anything else? I don't know. But you know what? Damn it. If this stuff works <laughs> and this is really what it's about, then then your loss, I feel like. It's really, it, it's not doing sure. any harm. Um, so again, I'm going to keep keep trying it and keep going with it for now. I, mean, I, I just got off of the acupuncture table yeah. myself. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I know that there's skepticism with that and one way or the other, I love it. It works for me. And I've, you know, I, I feel the energy that, uh, that I get from that. So, Hey, look, man, this is a experiment of one Christine Conti. Exactly. And we're bringing it to you. So without any further ado, we want to introduce our fantastic, guest that we have today. And his name is Steve Feinberg. And he is going to tell us a little bit about his story, which is pretty fantastic. Um, And his background, his certifications, his expertise in the fitness industry, and really all around. Um, And he's a fellow New Yorker. So I really, really love that. Right, Steve? I couldn't be more New Yorker. Absolutely. Nice. Nice. Um, So what, what we want to talk about today, I know that you know, we are so into bringing this world on a bigger platform, um, new ways to really get younger by the day and really evolve. And I think you just have so much to offer. And I know the first time I know uh, before I bring you in, the first time I met Steve was actually at a fitness conference and we kind of crossed paths and he was manning his, his table. He'll tell you about in a minute. Um, but I remember he was throwing speed balls at people and he was like, here, catch my balls. And I'm like, who the hell is this? You know, he's got his, he's got his shorts on and his long socks. And, you know, I'm like, this guy is a weirdo. And then for all, it, it's all love, Steve. I'm giving she you all love. She treats all the guests this way, Steve. Giving you all yeah, love. I'll, so, take, I'll take weirdo over square all day long. <laughs> me yeah. too. But all love, no joke. Um, yep. So the more that, you know, I kind of was around Steve and got to see him interact with people because sometimes people even say about me, you know, Christine, you're hard to read. You like this, you like that. Well, the reason why is because I I like to sit back and watch. I like to sit back and watch people. I like to watch their interactions. I like to really learn from the best. And it's funny because the more that I was around Steve, and I know you're probably freaking out because you're like, wow, Christine's like watching me. Would it? Okay. But I watch people and I tend to gravitate to people that I think are successful And the more that I was around Steve, the more I realized that this guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to interact with people. He knows his science. He's intelligent. And this is someone that I want to be around. I want in my, you know, a little wolf pack. So, which is why um, we're happy to bring you Steve today to talk about, you know, who are you? What do you do? What do you bring to this world? So, Steve, where are you from? What do you do? I enjoy being watched. Um, I like an audience. So that works for me. And, uh, you know, like the song lyric says, I need a freak like me. That's why we connected so easily. That um, is true. And, you know, to, to the to the points that you guys made earlier in your introduction, the holiday season is, is as stressful as you make it. There are ways to control it and ways not to overreact or underreact to certain situations. So I urge everyone out there to create some theta waves by taking a deep breath and like turning around five times and saying there's no place like home at any point in time. <laughs> it, it can be enough to, to turn the tides of a, a, a visceral reaction that's about to go wrong. And um, as far as alternative treatments, because I listened to your podcast with Dr. Vallone, and um, I, I feel like this. Anything that doesn't have a disclaimer after it, which says side effects include, mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm game to try myself. It's something that I would it's do a good too. Role. I love acupuncture, Brian. I love it. I've, I've, I've been a regular of it since I was in my early 20s. Uh, you know, we started at my kung fu school, which we'll get to my history in a minute. But I would vouch for it. I vouch for for a medical massage for for uh, for toy now for acupuncture all day uh, and. If seasonal affective disorder, if your emotional disorders can be cured by having a light of a certain color shined on you, and that is a prescription that has now has clinical studies up the wazoo that has worked well for so many people, then I see no reason not to apply some elemental science to lights and have that have a positive result as well. And of course, just being still for 10 to 20 minutes and thinking about being well 
is enough to create the waves in your brain to be more well. So uh, win, 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 win. Cross here, the board, here. All, all that. Yeah. So, so, so we got that. Um, yes, I throw balls at people and I say, touch my balls, squeeze my balls, catch my balls. Sure. Whatever gets people to be disarmed and to get their attention in a comfortable way, uh, you know, right off the bat is what's important when you're interacting, especially in a professional setting, especially in a professional setting in which everyone is competing for attention, especially in a professional setting where everyone is competing for attention and everyone has a good look and has a story and has a marketing storyboard standing behind them. you got to separate yourself somehow. So the equipment helps me, and none of us, even those of us who refer to ourselves falsely as adults, whatever that means, are above <laughs> a good ball joke. No one's a good above ball uh, above a good ball joke. So Steve, I have a quote from um, from I love this quote. It says, "Steve, a man who thinks with his balls." That was. Ooh, I like that. That was. I don't know if you've seen that quote. That was out there as we do our research. It's great. No, who put that out there? I have no idea. It was on your write up for I believe um, one of your Equinox classes. <laughs> That's- that's awesome. Isn't that great? Oh, must must have been one of those reviews for Rate Your Burn or something. People get snarky on those. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think about balls and use them all the time. And we're like children over here, like <laughs> like Beavis and Butthead over here with our microphones. Yeah. Listen, if my if my whole life sounded like an episode of Beavis and Butthead, I wouldn't be sad. No, um, winning. But it's balls, bands, bells, and boxing. Those are pretty much my, my four big things in life. And bells, of course, applies to barbells, dumbbells, and kettlebells. Um, those, those are my functional uh, te- techniques and, and, and equipment pieces of choice, the joie de vivre in my industry. And I started in martial arts. I mean, that's, that's where this whole thing sort of started to come to a head and that was a very very long time ago because i'm very very old so once upon a time i was a chunkster of a kid and i decided that that wouldn't do mostly because i didn't have any health concerns i just couldn't get any dates and that was bothering me (laughs) so i figured i had to do something about that and the first exercise prescription i ever wrote was now 28 years ago and it was my own and it was as follows christine you're going to enjoy this oh my gosh it was it was 10 push-ups 20 jumping jacks and 20 sit-ups in the morning and 10 push-ups and 20 jumping jacks and 20 sit-ups at night that was my exercise prescription well, that's but better than nothing anything's better day. than nothing every day you committed it, 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 you know the clock strikes the same time twice every day i did it every day and i did that you know through my chubby junior high school parts and then luckily God smiled upon me and I grew like nine inches over a summer. And so I redistributed and started to lose some of the chunk, which was great. Um, and so I got interested in weightlifting in high school and had a friend, Anthony, and he was a smart guy too. And we would hang out and we would first we'd study chemistry or biology. We had both together. Uh, we'd do our science work. Uh, and then we would blow a bone and we'd work out. And that was pretty much how it worked. That was like my high school encapsulated outside of, you know, hanging out and getting into trouble and playing a lot of jazz saxophone. And um, where, hold up, where did you go to high school, Steve? Massapequa High School. It's considered one of the elite schools, one of the top 100 public high schools in the country. Thank you very much. Steve and I went to high school um, pretty close in years together, about 15 minutes away from each other, and both played yep. the saxophone. It's like fate. <laughs> it's pretty wild, the commonalities, I know. Brian, did you play it, an instrument, Brian? You know what? No. I Actually, I my mother fixed that very quickly. She, uh, It was my time to play an instrument, you know, third grade or whenever they introduce it. And she, I, I wanted to play the trumpet or, uh, the, or the saxophone, believe it or not. And she, you know, no, knew me better than, than I knew myself at that point. And she said, why don't you play the clarinet? Oh, True no. story. And I played it. Do you we have a went. We, no, we bought the clarinet. I played it for about three days, and I quit music, and uh, and that was it because that's what I was going to do anyway. So she just fixed it and did it really quickly. You know, it was, nice. It was, yeah, it, she just ripped the band aid right off. You know, <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that you were going for the drummer aspect, which I understand parents sort of rebelling against initially yeah. as a knee jerk reaction. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, animal from the from the Muppets. Steve, if you could just <laughs> yeah. Steve, if you could just send us the picture. Um, I think I've seen posted before of you with your saxophone. 
so we could um oh the little chunkster picture put that up um we will happily put pictures to match you know that and make you know that our podcast on our facebook page shoot that over appreciate that that's a funny time right that's that's, i started playing sax in elementary school and this is it's relevant because music and musicality are a big part of what we do especially the way i i do it and the way you do it the way you you live your life fitness wise christine so you know we know how important it is to have music be a part of the show not ancillary or just background i'm not all intervals and background rev all day i like to have the music be a part of the show so because you and you've been in my cycling class so you know how mm-hmm. important it is to me so um you so know, now I you're in high school playing. go ahead yeah yeah so then i i'm i'm in uh, i'm in junior high school on my way up i had switched from the alto saxophone which is the normal size one that most people play then there's the tenor which has the bent neck for those of you who are not saxophone or jazz aficionados or or symphony orchestra people and then the next one up has a completely looped neck which is the baritone saxophone now there is such a thing called a bass saxophone that most people have never seen it's massive and of course as a soprano saxophone made famous by the moppy haired kenny g but <laughs> barry sax barry sax usually gets the part of the bottom it's the big bottom bitch in the bass for um for a jazz quartet or any kind of symphonic situation so i ended up switching in that in order to be in a better caliber band in sixth grade still in elementary school which is uh, I was very small. And then through junior high school, as I mentioned before, I was dumpy and small. So I would have to sit on pillows on the chair <laughs> so I could reach the top of the mouthpiece so that I could play this baritone saxophone. I wouldn't, it wasn't able to actually move with it until I was in high school. So there I'm in high school, and I'm in marching band, and I'm playing jazz and, you know, smoking dope and having a good time. And I prioritized my health enough to do my three rounds of my body weight ridiculousness in the morning and night, uh, and then go away to college. And this was a short-lived trip to SUNY Albany in which I was uh, very popular and fairly unproductive. <laughs> and so, But I did qualify as the only freshman on the university jazz ensemble, which was really cool, which is where I met my fraternity brothers that I still speak with today. So flash forward, I come home from college. I tell my parents that I'll be coming home and not going back and that it was an unproductive environment and that I totally screwed it up. I was completely face forward honest with them. It was an epiphany I had. I was sort of living a vampire life. I was, my breakfast was my dinner. My dinner was my breakfast. Um, last quarter, I wasn't even registered for classes. I was just spending their money and hanging out. So I, uh, I come home and get myself a terrible job uh, for the summer and start working and taking classes at night. I take a full, basically a full semester worth of classes over a summer, like 15 credits. And I'm focused now. I've decided that I have a plan. My father says, what's your plan? I said, well, my plan is I'm going to, you know, rehabilitate my love for education. I do like learning. Uh, and I'll pay the bills in the meantime. I'll pay rent at the house and buy my own food. And that'll be what it'll be. And then I'll probably transfer to Stony Brook because I had a good friend there and it wasn't far and it was a completely different environment. Albany, I let me turn me into a monster. So that's what I think is going to happen. My plan gets retooled by life very quickly. One night I'm waiting for my friend to get off work who was managing a McDonald's at the time. And that was a big job for a 19 year old. Like he was making buckets. He was making at least $8 an hour. At least. Now, try and remember, this is 1995. That went a long way, eight bucks an hour. Forget just filling your gas tank. So I'm waiting for him to get off, and I'm smoking Marlboro Red still. Oh. And I'm, well, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was We've like, all been bucks. there. Yeah, I was like two and a half packs a day by the time I hit college. So wow. I, um, my first one was on the monkey bars. I was 13 or 12. So I got started in all those bad habits early, and there were innumerable amounts of bad habits. I went through a whole wishy time after between chunkster and parents divorce and then becoming popular for neglecting my intellect and hanging out with people that are very often less desirable than my parents would have liked. So that's a well-rounded emotional history. So I'm waiting for my friend to get off work and I walk by a Kung Fu school and there's these two guys and one has a, has a spear and the other one has a broadsword and a shield. And when I tell you, they were working at each other 
at a pace in which you'd expect to see with the cleanliness of a you know, Sunday afternoon Channel 5 Kung Fu special from back <laughs> in the day. For those of us who are old enough to remember when Kung Fu was still on TV and that was cool. Mm-hmm. Totally and cool. So I, right, well, right. You know, kids today, though. So I became spellbound. And I froze in my tracks and I watched them. And they went on for another, I don't know, 90 seconds. And it was pre-choreographed, obviously. It wasn't improvised. They weren't attacking each other. They were colleagues and they were practicing a form that was several hundred years old based on something that's several thousand years old. It was Green Cloud Chole Foot from the Green Cloud Monastery. And Chole Foot is the most practiced style of Kung Fu in Hong Kong. Uh, so many Kung Fu movies have been made with my style in mind. So there they are whacking away. And then immediately, as I'm thinking, they have no idea that I'm there. They stop and they both turn and look at me, their heads snapped. <laughs> and I was shocked because to, to me what that meant was two things. And this is something that I carry through my fitness life and my career now, my semi-illustrious career as a, a fitness developer and professional. One, they were aware of me the entire time. Two, it didn't affect their focus or their discipline in their task at all. Physical dexterity included. Dangerous weapons moving around at a high pace. So they were aware of me, but did nothing about it until the appropriate moment. And I, I was it's simultaneously impressed and terrified. Like, I thought I was in trouble. So I start walking away. And one of the guys comes running out. His name is David Spoletta. David, if you're out there, I hope you're doing very well. And thank you for setting me on a good path in life. David chased me down and said, hey, wait, where are you going? I said, I was just going to go away now. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Please put your sword down. (laughs) I'm sorry if I disrupted you guys at all. He said, actually, you didn't, but we're happy to see your interest in our small school. Would you like to come in? I said, well, I don't know. And there I am holding my half-burning cigarette. I'm waiting for my friend Vito to get off work so that you know we can go out. And he said, why don't you just come in? And why don't you take a free introductory lesson? I said, I only have what I'm wearing. He said, that's okay for today. So I'm in my quote unquote street clothes, <laughs> which by the way, street clothes are now at leisure, which are gym clothes. Right. But back then you brought your gym clothes to the gym and you left in your street clothes and you right. came in in your street clothes. No, no one, no woman walked in, in banana grundle, Lululemons and like right. a sport bra into the gym. Like, that's just not how you rolled, right? That's not how it was. So I go in, and I get paired off with this guy, Ben, and 25 minutes later, I'm a soaking wet, nasty mess, steam coming off my head, breathing hard, and I'm enthralled. And I think to myself, this is the answer. I'm going to become a kung fu expert, and I'm going to get healthy. So I take the first credit card I ever had, my name on it that I got myself, and I put on a large charge for a long-term program and I walk across the street to my friend Vito and he looks up. He's like, "I right, we're almost, yo, what <laughs> happened? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so here's the thing. I can't go out and chase tail tonight because I have to go home and rest because I have a big day of Kung Fu study tomorrow. And <laughs> I'm soaked. I'm soaked in sweat. I'm soaked. Okay. So... That's how that went down. And then, you know, six years later, I'm running the school, have been running the school for several years, went from an attendee to a part-time director to a full program director to a sweeper that helped open new schools. We had one, then we had two. I met the person who became my teacher and my business owner who was their teacher, Michael Perella, who is the person who created the brand I Love Kickboxing, I Love Kickboxing.com. Mm-hmm. Those franchises around the world, five hundred of them, that was my teacher. Wow. So it's awesome. I I learn all these business skills, these fitness business skills at the same time as I'm teaching, doing one on ones with children, running kids classes, running adult classes, studying myself, getting kicked and punched a lot every day, most of the week. Uh, and that's what launched my fitness career and helped me to curb a lot of my negative habits. It gave me a purpose. It gave me a focus. I learned about diet the ancient way. I learned about diet the modern way. I got my first certification as an ACE personal trainer when I was 21. We built a wall. We put in a Smith machine and a couple of sets of free weights, and all of a sudden, we were personal trainers. Like, 
that was it. But I was the only one who actually had a certification because I was the only one who went for the test, even though we were all studying for it together at one point in time. And so I was learning the business of running a studio and selling and marketing movement. And at the same time as I was learning to coach it from the most stringent movement manifestors in the world, which are, of course, Chinese Kung Fu practitioners, next to, possibly equal to, I will say, an evil Russian prima ballerina. <laughs> if you take an old Chinese person with a staff and an old Russian woman with a cane and you put them next to each other, I wonder which one is meaner. Hmm. It, would, it would be an interesting contest. So that's how I got in. And then I started teaching general uh, I, we used to call them aerobics classes. Remember that, Christine? We used to call them aerobics classes. Oh, now yeah. we can't Step, touch, grapevine, you name it. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but, I never, I never taught, but I never taught those, though. They called all stuff in the main studio aerobics classes. So I taught aerobic kickboxing. That was my crossover into the mainstream fitness industry. We thought we'd put a couple extra dollars in the coffers every month by throwing a couple of these cardio kickboxing we even built a second door and called it club kickboxing they made a new sign and we put new mats on the floor nice. that would people could wear their sneakers on and we had to start stripping martial arts classes off the schedule to make room for more club kickbox classes because well here's the here's what we might talk about in the career about being authentic um we were punchers and kickers very qualified who were learning how to teach on beat and put together combinations and the other people at the gyms down the block like golds and powerhouse and everywhere else were cardio step touch people as you've said mm -hmm. low impact high impact and steppers trying to learn how to punch and kick guess who people wanted to take class from in the neighborhood once they compared absolutely right right it was like almost a no-brainer so i then moved from that and i learned about branding and we had shot a video that we never released and then when my boss and I had a falling out, I moved into the city as soon as I could. First, I got a job in the city. Like three days later, I started working at Reebok Sports Club New York, which is one of the premier facilities in New York City. It was where all the celebrities went to work out. I got the pleasure of handing towels to many of them. <laughs> and personally working with a couple, couple of heroes, it was pretty cool. But I learned how to be in a facility at 23 years old in a training department of 70 trainers and compete against 70 trainers. Now, as a person who helped to expand a franchise, um, well, we were, they were privately owned. They had some investments, so they weren't franchises. How to expand a brand into multiple locations in multiple places in New York, I had an understanding. And we had program guides. I learned how to sell it. I learned how to market it. Um, we learned all about overcoming objections and how to qualify the conversation all the things you have to do christine at the booth for that 30 seconds to three minutes you get granted to the pastors by hoping that they'll either show up for your class or buy something gotta right? perfect your pitch you know right so you know that whole direct marketing you know door-to-door -door style plus the long game and steve uh, and um by the way our listeners that are around the around the country or around the world as well. Um, when you go to New York, I think it's really important to remember how competitive it is. It's not like oh, you're, yeah. you know, this is, is, this is a big deal. In the world, by far, it's got the largest trainer population. It's probably second to LA. Um, it's, it's, it's incredibly competitive and the rates are high here and there are special people here. So between LA and New York, it's pretty much, you know, the toughest markets to make your bones. And I was, as a martial arts school director, we had the privilege of collecting the 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 title of highest grossing monthly billing school in the country in the martial arts professional magazine one month. And so this is a 22-year-old running a business that set a national record. And if you looked up how many martial arts studios exist in this country, that, that bill monthly, like that's a pretty big deal oh, yeah. for my location to have had that. And so I experienced some early success. And again, the same things that we'll probably talk about with my current brands later. We had to manualize. We had to write curriculums for each different level class and modifications for and progressions for partnering and so forth and so on. We had all these complex manuals that we had. All applied to my 
fitness life later as I became a personal trainer and then started teaching classes for Reebok Sports Club, which then became an Equinox. But in a department of 70 trainers, over a year of working at the facility, a year and a little longer, um, I was second in the department for monthly sales of training and first in the department one month for monthly sales, which meant real money, uh, bonuses, commission-based bonuses. So there was incentive to do that. But there were people who had been training for 5, 10, 15, 20 years there, 25 years there. There were veterans who had established clientele who had 10 or 12 sessions a day. The day I walked in, some of them only worked four days a week. They'd have 13 sessions a day four times and then take three days off. Like They were able to arrange themselves personally that way. When I started, I was taking the 352 off Long Island, that's AM, to get in at uh, 4.55 to get on the one from Penn to get to the 66th Street stop so I could be on the floor and in my green shirt at 5.30 for my client who had already been on the treadmill for 20 minutes because she's total type A and then run a bunch of clients after that. And I started with the freebies and the free fitness consults like everybody else pulling out of the drawer uh, and I made it to number two in the department within six months. So... I think that was record, if I recall, uh, and I was I was happy with that. I felt good about it, but I realized that as long as I stayed there, I, I had reached the maximum allowable income that I could have at that place. And so, you know, I saw that that wasn't going to be my future. It couldn't be. I was doing all the work and keeping a very small share right. and developing my personal brand and trying to start to name it and such. So... Again, as I started to do more of my own thing, I once again came into conflict with management, as always will happen when an employee is strong-willed right. and skilled and also you know, against swimming with the tide very often. I'm sort of a self-starter in my mind, at least. No one puts baby in the corner, right? That's correct. That is correct. <laughs> baby in the corner. We've talked so, about this before. I pulled a bunch of my clients outside and found neutral locations and started being lord of the living room. I bought myself a kid. I took it from home to home, uh, and that was my next stage while I started teaching fitness classes for Equinox, which I have now been doing on and off for the better part of 17 years. So I grew with that brand, and that's when I started developing my own. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about your own brand. Okay. So you are, I know that, you know, when we, you know, when, when I first met you, you were representing Speedball. Now, is that your first baby? No. Okay. That so, is my, that is my second baby. Okay. Let's talk about your first baby. What came my first? first yeah. My first baby, my first baby was kindly aborted by society. It's okay. Um, it, it was... <laughs> It was, <laughs> it was called, so, and, and it had a website and it was functioning for a while and it was called Results Manufactured Training and the website was, um, was, was armtrainingnyc dot, I think it was org. See, I didn't time. even know about that, Steve. I had no All idea. All right. So, okay. so this is what I did was as, uh, as a 22 year old, I was managing a staff kung fu school and i was teaching people how to teach so they could start the warm-ups for me and lead kids classes i was hiring people and teaching them scripts so that uh that some of them which i wrote myself so that they could make retention calls and follow-up calls so I, I figured to myself well i can't just make money off what i do that would be crazy because that means i have to be there to make money that's not a long-term proposition so I need to have other people work for me. And in order to do that, I have to provide them some value that they don't get somewhere else. So I have to make life easier for them. I have to bring them business somehow. So my reputation was getting around. I was leading classes uh, and uh, I was training people who were giving me referrals who were in circles in which people could afford to pay a very, very fair price, well above market value for any other city but New York or L.A. or probably, you know, London or a few of the other tops to train. And I've always had, as Brian does, a holistic outlook on wellness. As I had been introduced to painful acupressure, the Chinese style, and then electrostim acupuncture in the Kung Fu school as part of our solve the problem stuff and was eating boiled beetles backs and ridges and barks and herbs. <laughs> oh. 
when I oh. broke my arm or Yikes. separated my shoulder. Yeah, it was it was noxious. My mother hated it because I had to have a, my own clay pot for it, and it made the whole house stink of high holy <laughs> heaven. She was very displeased with the odoriferous emanations that were taking place. But she, she just didn't get it. It's okay. Well, yeah, and and you know I can't blame her. I didn't like the smell of it either, and the taste was far worse than the smell. One of the unusual times in which the taste was far worse than the smell. It was odd, <laughs> but um, it helped me heal a broken arm in half the time that it should have. So uh, my, I'm experiential proof that it works. But now I'm in the city and I'm thinking, so I'll aggregate other wellness professionals and build sort of profiles on people the way La Polestra, which is another famous, richy, rich place here in New York that only takes on a certain amount of clients mm-hmm. and has a holistic wellness approach, a medical approach even. But those people had to be really rich and they had to go to La Palestra to do it. I was saying I would aggregate people and send trainers with kits of equipment that I would buy for them with suggested protocols and exercises, exoskeletons, not actual pre-choreographed program design, to these people who I trusted uh, to go do that. And I would take the billing and I would take the registrations and I would logo and create a health park queue. And I would have autoresponders for emails and an interactive website. And I would do all that and then Sounds sort of be, great. be a dispatcher. Well, and so it, and we incorporated and I had board meetings and I had a PT and I had a great nutritionist and I had like five trainers. So I had like eight people working for me at the time, um, working with me, not really for me, I guess, to be fair. And I bartered with a guy, I swapped him some boxing sessions to help me build a website. He was somebody I went to high school with, so that was really cool to help him get healthy and keep motivated. He had some martial arts experience before, so he was fun to play with. His name is Dan Zuena. Dan, wherever you are, I hope you're well as well. Thank you for helping me get my business started. So um, this was my business, and it went well for a while, but remember, I was taking on all the headache, right? And then it was difficult to manage if those people were getting their proper sessions and it's not like I could just run around and interview trainers. Unfortunately, fitness trainers very often turn out to be not the most responsible business people. They don't get into this line of work to be business people. And a lot of them are transient in their early twenties. Like they're waiting for their acting career to kick in or their stuntman gig or like, you know, they're modeling stuff. So, it was hard to maintain them not canceling sessions and not leaving bad tasting clients' mouths. And there was no such thing as an app. I want everybody to remember. Okay, mm. this is two thousand. This is two thousand. This is this is two thousand one. There are no apps, and there were no um, laptops, and there were no smartphones. You'd still have to da 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 t. It was t nine text. Somebody da 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 s da 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 e. One two three. Yeah, exactly. So it was it was all like manual paperwork and manual responding, and it was a lot of work, and it wasn't netting me a lot of money, and it was detracting from my ability to pay my rent at some point. So I had to sort of. I left it up and I put up the fit F I T T. I created my brand of training with the our packages that I gave to my to my trainers and it was called Fit Functional Integrated Training Techniques. And this was before functional training and the whole word was very popular. Uh, now it's and been in everything for everything. the last ten years. The problem is I was well ahead of my time and didn't have the technology to support. If there was mind body then, if there were apps to book things, if websites had uh, detailed back ends where you know you'd be able to seamlessly without having to have your friend come over and sit there and code uh do stuff then it probably would have lasted longer um in the, in the home training and the aggregate market but nonetheless i was taught a lesson and realized that it wasn't going to work so that's when i ended up focusing more on the group fitness world and moving into my next my next baby, which is Speedball, of course. And let's talk about Speedball because this has been a huge, I guess, um, big undertaking and also very successful. And you've really expanded, you know, your your brand and who you are and have such a far reach. And I think um, Speedball has really helped that. Is that 
Is that the is that a fair thing to say? That's a hundred percent accurate. Absolutely, it's 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 created opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise, and it's been a long road and it's a continuing road. I'm proud of what I've accomplished. I'm looking forward to partnering with larger chains now and accomplishing more. That's the goal in 2018 and 2019 is to become more of a signature format for places as my online digital education is, I I think, top quality in the industry for a primary group fitness certification. I don't know how you felt about it, Christine, now that you've gone through it, but maybe you can shed some light on what the back end of my project actually feels like and looks like. Absolutely. And I know, um, well, I'll, I'll talk about this for a moment, but then I want, I also want Steve to tell us what speedball is and what it does for you, because I think that our listeners really, you know, really want to hear, especially, I know Brian is definitely intrigued, um, about that as well, but, um, I, I like the program. I like a lot of different things about it, but one of the things I actually did the, um, the online training, which, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's about a four hour online training. Is that right? Four hours and 20 minutes of total hours, content. Yeah. It's, it takes a while, but however, if you are going to be thorough, if you are going to be implementing a program, if you're going to be someone who is going to do it safely, effectively, and really roll it out um, in a way that you know is authentic and is real to where you know you want it to be, um, it's absolutely worth it. Um, the training is extremely thorough. Each part is broken down um, very specifically and over and over again. And there is, you know, there is a legit test at the end, a multiple choice test that you cannot just put it on mute and watch it. I literally took copious notes the entire time. Um, I have a notebook of, you know, writing things down. And again, I've been in the industry part-time now full-time for over 20 years. So it's, you know, it's something that there were questions where I'm like, wait a minute, I got to go back and look at this over and over because you want to, you want to evolve as a professional. Exactly. And that's why I'd ask you. I get you, pissed off when I get a layoff. Yeah, it's, it's like... Yeah, yeah, it's I, like why did I waste my time? Yeah, I mean, I get something out of it. I get a C, you know, CEC, and you know, and and I need that, so that's a good thing. But you know, it's w- w- exactly what does it help me? And there's a portion aside from that. I, again, Steve, I think that the, you know, a layman or someone not in the industry or not someone who's serious is going to fail your test. And I think you do that on purpose because you want someone that is going to represent your brand in an effective way. Um, and then Absolutely. there's, and then there's a portion, which I, I'm just going to be honest right now that there's a video portion you're going to, you're going to, um, record and you're going to send it in. And the reason I have not sent mine in yet, I'm, I'm going to be honest, mm-hmm. I'm be totally honest is because I know that you're going to look at it and I want it to be good. And I started, I did it a couple times and I'm like, I don't like that. And I'm not sending in something that's not good. Period. The end. I understand. <laughs> I get that. But you'll get it. I promise you'll get it. But it is very thorough. And, um, I guess more about the program. Yeah. So, all right, Steve. I'm up. I'm walking up to your booth here. I caught your okay. balls. Here we are. <laughs> You've got you my hit, attention. You hit Brian with your hit balls. Hit me with it. <laughs> B-ball is cardio and core without without having to lay on the floor. It's a functional 360 degree movement system. Really, it's it's a cardio respiratory and muscular endurance system of exercise. It's loaded movement, but it's light load. And the ball acts as a tactile response tool. The technology inside the ball creates plyometric reactivity. That's our proprietary surface that we put in there, and the blend of, uh, of ingredients makes it exponentially more valuable than, let's say, sand, which settles, or water, which sloshes, or metal, which clanks. Um, it's a polycarbonate rubber graphite blend of specific density that mimics the density of metal without having any of the drawbacks, including traveling and not setting off metal detectors. So you got the ball itself with the, the tactile response grip, the proprioceptive grip, much like uh, Dr. Emily Spike-Hal's Noboso technology for feet. Uh, and it, we made it an eighth of an inch diameter smaller, so it solved the, the main complaints about medicine ball training and group fitness, which are, and I'll list them for you, we did a lot of demographic research. One, ball's too big for average-sized woman's hands, so we shrunk it. Uh, ball slips out when it gets sweaty, so we put a grip on it, and we made it from a better surface. Ball doesn't do anything when I move it. So we created a, a, a training effect that creates more that enforces shoulder stabilization and also forces more core recruitment at the same time. Uh, and they're loud when they bounce or they ricochet all over the place. So we have dampening forces because of the way it's built so that you can slam it if you're in a second floor studio with corporate neighbors downstairs. 
without them bitching and complaining, which is great. Uh, it's also a power tool. You have to work harder to slam it. It doesn't bounce back up like a medicine ball or a basketball. It's lightly loaded because we want people to focus on uh, quality of motion and range of motion rather than just quantity of motion and volume of repetitions. And so the system of exercise is built so that we cover every combination of plane and vector. It's a multi-vectoral movement system. And basically the ball functions the way a weapon would in a martial arts lesson when you got to your weapons training, which I, I've trained on several weapons at this point. Weapons training was my favorite thing. I love controlling an object. And the point is, if you can control an object, especially one that has its own inertia, its own movement inside, then you can certainly control your body in space that much better. So it improves, it increases kinesthetic awareness and improves proprioception. Uh, and it generally keeps people moderately out of breath for an extended period of time, helping them burn calories and making them healthier. There you go. I, uh, so, so is it general moves or newer moves? Are we doing uh, general fitness moves? Like what, what are the moves that you incorporate with the, with the ball? So the movements, there are 11 base techniques that make up our system of speedball exercise. And those 11 base techniques progress in a very specific order, which Christine is ultimately familiar with. By Definitely. At this point. And there is a very good reasoning behind it. The exercise science dictates the exercise selection and the exercise sequence. This is not willy-nilly fly-by-night thought process, which is why people like even Lawrence Biscontini had endorsed it immediately the first time he took it he said the most powerful and most appropriate thing that anyone has ever said to me after taking a class he came and took my class at equinox just out of curiosity on a sunday one day here in new york and i knew who he was and he knew who i was but i was nobody so it didn't matter but lawrence is lawrence i love lawrence biscontini i'm just yeah, gonna throw that out there like what's not to love about oh my gosh guy. he's my mentor and uh he was he was he's been worth every single penny Getting, helping me to expand my volume of my business and my understanding of the industry and how to communicate with, uh, with superiors and how to communicate with the industry in general. So I said, okay, Lawrence, give it to me straight. You know, I want to know what you think. He said, I love it. I love the, your rhyming and singing as you cue. I love your delivery method. But most of all, I love the science behind the system. I see the science. And that was like, had I been struck by lightning five right. seconds later, I would have felt good about the way I lived my life at that very moment. Like that would have been enough. Um, so it, it's there are 11 techniques, and some of them are straight sagittal movements, which forward and back, linear for people who don't speak trainerese. Uh, and, but even those, they're bent in a way that have additional benefits. So I've sort of created movements that are um, a combination of basic intelligent fitness movements and exercises and martial art techniques that reinforce nuances of movement and all together continue to reinforce proper posture and alignment. So people say it's like as if you put Pilates and a dance class with loaded movement together and melded them somehow. It's got those multiple benefits. So people who love Zumba and love dance fitness, love basic aerobic rhythmic fitness, enjoy that aspect of it. Uh, people who uh, take strength and conditioning sessions, they enjoy that aspect of it. Uh, the, the people who do basic training and conditioning uh, and those who do team sports and have had coaches before – those people also enjoy the lateral, the latter aspect of it because some of the exercises and especially the progressions are from my days of little soccer and basketball and general sport conditioning. So there's a little something in it for everybody. I know it's very functional is the one thing that, that I have to say. Um, just really in regards to just every, everyday life. Movements that you make when you drop something, that when you reach for something, that um, extremely, extremely func functional and everyone, you know, whether you're brand new at working out or whether you're 85 years old, um, you know, may be able to find something. So um, I just, 
I can't say enough about it. I think it's a fantastic program. Now, um, before we, you know, I guess before we end today, there is one other thing that I really want you to talk about. What's the newest baby? Oh, okay. So the newest baby is Hitbox. Yeah. So I've taken... What a cool name. Thank you. For real. Well, it says everything you need to know. It's it's, it's boxing to hip-hop music and the soundtracks. I partnered with Power Music. They're curated by Power Music's library, but original music also mixed by DJ Omi, who is a club DJ of note and has worked with people like Wyclef on projects and spun for uh, Bill Clinton back in the day. And she's a big hit in Miami and in New York. Uh, and she's taken her next level of projects and she's always wanted to be sort of in the fitness business, fitness DJ. When are you uh, dropping your album? So uh, it's a saxophone one album. Step at a time. <laughs> one step at a time. But it's, it's authentic boxing movements and combinations, the flow of boxing with the feel of dance fitness. So we say it looks like fighting, but it feels like dancing. So again, <laughs> we get people who love cardio boxing, cardio kickboxing. We also get zoom bites. They freak over it because that's cool. It just feels so good. It's so fun. And it reinforces actual techniques. So it's, it's the training for that would actually serve to improve the performance for people who teach any kind of cardio box. They would benefit from learning hip box for the formats they already have. And then also able to represent mine. So between the two, that and I am now and have been as recent the SCW boxing certification presenter and author. So now full time teaching fitness professionals how to utilize boxing in their everyday fitness lives, whether it's trainers or um, or group fitness professionals. And I just got another request to go to Naples to teach something uh, for SCW boxing in the early part of 2018. So I'm really excited about what's happening and the expansions and, and the, the, the thorough manner in which I conduct these. And there's a reason why I don't have that many things happening. I mean, I have a retreat coming up in Costa Rica and I had one in Mallorca. So I'm starting to run some outboard stuff with a company called Katanga fitness, which is wonderful. Next one's January 18th through the 22nd. And I'm really excited about that. Uh, I do have a lot of irons in the fire. I have a partnership with a DJ who I'm doing live cycling rides with at Equinox and uh, scheduling great programming. And that next one's this Sunday. But as far as large investments, which there, I have made a large investment in both Speedball and Hitbox at this point, and the time and the professionalism and the you know the top quality video and audio is because I believe that great ideas take a long time. I'd rather have a couple of great ideas than a lot of good ideas that struggle to manifest. And, uh, you know, I believe everyone should really put their energies towards the thing they believe in most. And so functional fitness movement with with a martial thought process and strength and conditioning science behind it, and then straight away technique and fun flow and movement of boxing – those are the things that I really believe in. Uh, I, and so those are the things I've chosen to focus on. It's amazing. Steve, th- I mean, things are good, huh? <laughs> things are all right. Yeah, things are things are cool. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme. I didn't choose an occupation in which, you know, I was going to make a million dollars off the bat. And I have private investors that I brought in with. Uh, I've learned so much about the business of fitness through becoming an entity and having a 12-month cash flow analysis and a pro forma business plan with my partners and building uh, a site in which we can have this incredible collegiate-level distance learning training package. Uh, I, I, mean, I learned a lot going into an audio studio for the first time and collating that, creating courses, and then having that bring me into the light enough for Sarah Cooperman and SCW to recognize my value and bring me on as, as faculty, as full-time staff. Um, it's, it's been quite a journey and it will be quite a journey, but if you stay authentic to yourself and you learn all the ins and outs, then you'll never be helpless. People won't have to do things for you. And even though I don't know how to write a pro forma business plan at all or how to create a great deck myself, I'm not PowerPoint or C plus plus versed. Um, I know how to ask the right questions now. I know what it's like to build a website from scratch. I know how how the user experience is supposed to work. I know how a PowerPoint is supposed to flow and what to highlight. 
uh, and, and I know uh, how to market to a club versus how to market to an individual who's a, uh, a business consumer, business to business, versus how to market B2C to a direct consumer who is going to do my workouts while they're on vacation for my classes. So I've got somebody who is doing my classes today in the Bahamas. I just She just Snapchatted me a little segment of Speedball on her TV that she's classing with her, her Google Chrome stick or whatever. Uh, so... <laughs> It's it's been a it's it's a really interesting journey and why don't if you guys have a couple of questions you want to up up with I still have you know a few minutes I'm happy to answer them if you got some targeted takeaways you want the audience to have I'm more than happy to leave them with some value I do well you're you're even getting ahead of us here I know so um, for all of our listeners that are out there this is what you know Steve just um, shared with us today is really this is who he is and he's followed his heart and really. He's been authentic to himself, and as Steve said, it's not a, it's not an easy road. Every day is not unicorns and and sunshine and whatnot. Rainbows, rainbows, yeah, no. and it it just it's not the way life is. And you know, Brian and I sit here, and, and really, this whole entire journey that we're on podcasting with you know two fit crazies in a microphone is is bringing you real stories of real people. Of you know, things aren't always great, but you have two choices in life, says Wonder Woman: you do something or you do nothing. Always choose something because some people use things as a crutch. Oh, me. Oh, my. This happened. But you know what? You sat there, Steve, and you told us how this was your passion and and you wanted to go forward. And you have worked really hard and met a lot of people. And when I said before, which seemed kind of creepy, when, when I said, you know, I watched Steve and I got to sit back and, you know, working with, with Playoga, really watching and what I do is I look for people that have that it factor, that have that shine, that have that, you know, really they, they want something and they're following their passions. I look at them and say, what are they doing that's making them a success? And I think all of you just heard why. I think you heard the Steve's why here of what's going on. Um, and for us, I know, Steve, you know, Brian and I both really, you know, YOLO, we changed our careers. Um, you know, I literally like quit my job this year. Like, what? Um, you know, I was in New York City as an investment banker. I, you know, I was, I was teaching and, um, doing all this stuff. And now it's really following my dream and following my passion. And it, Steve, seriously, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing a freaking Iron Man in July. Like, I may die. Oh, wow. But I, yeah, I don't know if you knew that or not. I'm raising money for no. the Iron Man Foundation and for the Rheumatoid Arthritis Foundation. Um, I did because, not know that. Yeah, and I've told you before, you know, I have some, some issues and I've been off chemo yep. and all that fun stuff. But yep. this is this is what's happening. Yeah, this is legit. Like, I'm... It's it's, she's, going, uh, it's going down. She's selling real estate, Steve, on her singlet, you know, for uh, advertisement you know, that is potential. Nice. That you know. is Got true. Got space for you. I don't really know how this is going to work, but I feel like that's that's life, right? You just well, put yourself out great, there, right? Listen, I've got a great coach that, that has completed Ironmans that lives in New Jersey if you want me to hook you up with somebody. Yep, and if they're willing to do it, like, for free and, <laughs> and they can advertise on my arms, like, all in, <laughs> we'll talk. He actually, he's, he's, he's one of my mentorees. That's I forgot to mention. I've, oh. I've now, you'll see my profile up on the wellnesscollective.com. And nice. so I've been mentoring instructors for a while in this process. And now it's official. I'm part of a company, a collaboration of people, a conglomerate who are mentoring from business from top to bottom. And I'm in the brand building section and the professional development section for group fitness professionals and trainers. And he's one of my mentorees and he just won himself a spot as a presenter for SCW in 2018. And, um, he's, he's, he's fabulous person. And I always tell him, I tell everyone the same thing to our point before life on your own terms is more expensive. It, 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 it takes more time and more money than life on the terms of those who would simply bankroll and take advantage of your talents. And so you got to decide if that's something that you will, you got the stick to itness and you got your guns loaded, then you have to be willing to take a long series of appropriate steps and reassess and correct along the way and sometimes abandon the mission and throw out the bathwater, not the baby. But, you know, it, it takes, it, it really does take time. And it, it, I didn't choose the easy road, nor are, nor are either of you. And so that would be one of the pieces I would leave people with at home as I tell all those that I mentor that we're at the very beginning of a very long road that gets narrow and wider at different points. 
And and that's and that's exactly what I would just commend you on. And and you know we, we appreciate you having coming on and I, coming on. And I want to ask you, you know, where we can find you and all those things like that. But but really, first and foremost, I mean, like you just said, it is you know it, it is more expensive to do things on your own. But but that end value is is what you know it's what makes it all worth it. So uh, you know, someone who uh, you know just sitting here listening as a fan and 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 uh, having you on our show, you know, we thank you for that. Where do we find you? Well, it's not that hard, Brian. I'm, I'm, I'm quite socially listed. There's a Speedball Fitness page and a Hitbox page on Facebook. There's a Speedball Fitness uh, profile on Instagram. I'm Speedball Steve on Instagram and Snapchat. There's SpeedballFitness.com. There's HitboxWorld.com. So you have your general online for outside the social surfers and then all the social connections. And I'm Steve Feinberg on Facebook, but I met my... 5,000 person maximum so I can't take on any new friends people can just follow me now I can't believe they have a limit but they do so what's it like uh, to be I'm, that popular I, you know it's funny I think Facebook <laughs> didn't conceive of the time in which someone could actually know 5,000 people and yeah. people joke around and say just go back and kick people out because they assume if you have a lot no. of connections that you just accepted people because they asked you to be their friend and so when I go back to try and find people to get rid of like my memory, it's a fun exercise, takes me back to when I met them or when they corresponded with me or and how we're professionally connected. And after spreading speedball to Europe and partnering with the International Fitness Aerobics Academy and performing around the world at this point, I've now I've got legitimate friends in all these different countries, people that I'm at least acquaintances and associated with. It's hard to find a stranger. So now I have to look for people who are just completely inactive basically even if i know them but um it really has been quite a journey and to be able to get the attention and the attraction of you know the most growing uh purveyor of fitness education and variety in the country scw or to have a company like power music want to partner with you and foot the bill for your baby uh it's not it's not by chance there is luck in the opportunity but you know, you have to be prepared for it and you have to have set the groundwork for it and you have to be ready to have a real conversation pretty much at all times about what you do. And that can happen in the flash of a pan or in a moment of time. You can blink and you can go from a casual conversation into something that could end up bringing you years of happiness and success, spreading your brand and, you know, thousands to dozens of thousands of dollars of profit just because you were prepared to have the appropriate conversation at the appropriate time and you actually had the stuff to back it up. Love it. Well, Steve, we are I think this is the first of many that we will be following up with you on yeah, two fit crazies. Absolutely. Yeah, because there's so many things that we've met. Today we really needed to get your story. We needed to hear about your journey and your kind of evolution. Um, but I think there's so many things we need to talk about. We need to talk about Star Wars. We need to talk about <laughs> the city. We need to talk about We need to your come up and take a class. For movie quotes as well. Oh, yeah. It, you you're, know. Welcome, you're welcome to class at any point in time. As far as movie quotes, I'll do them back and forth all day with you. <laughs> 80s, 90s hip-hop, too. Um, Star Wars, I'd love to talk about. I think it's the ultimate story of good and evil. I'm not sure how Disney's going to affect it. I'm, I know. I'm, from, I'm obviously I haven't evil. seen it yet. I'm going to go this weekend. Yeah. It's not going to be if, – if you're around my age, Brian, and you remember Star Wars 42. 2 in the theater. Yeah. So you're – I'm turning 42. So you're exactly my age. You guys you're are like 20 going, years older than I am. So. You're, <laughs> you're not going to get – you're not going to get all that you want out of it is what I'm thinking, and that's okay. You're going to have to be satisfied with the fact that it was a good movie that didn't wrap things up the way you wanted to, especially with the loss of Carrie Fisher when we lost her. She was right. going to be a much bigger part in this movie. Uh, and then we just have to see where it takes and what happens next. And I think some franchise lovers from childhood will probably end up abandoning it, and then they'll have new people who will come in, uh, millennials who will learn to love it. Uh, and I bring my kids, so it's like it's it's just it's learning all around, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's a di- it's a different animal, yeah. but we can talk about a whole host of other things and really get into the nitty gritty of you know being in this business and living your authentic life and the challenges and the up the uplifting parts on another day, whenever you guys Beautiful. want. Beautiful. Absolutely. And we definitely want to pick your brain about, you know, what you do and say about nutrition. We want to talk about, you know, some of the, um, some of the background you have with your, you know, kind of alternative medicines that you do as well. Cause I know sometimes I'll see Steve and he'll be, you know, Hey, you're, you're walking kind of crooked. Let me just pick you up and, and fix your, and you know, and 
it's you know definitely like what are you doing, Steve? But yeah, but that's all the that's all, all the Chinese stuff. All a part of the all part of the grand plan, right? Part of the fantastic Chinese Package. culture of movement and self maintenance, and I started learning it early, and I didn't even realize how valuable what I was learning was until I started understanding the body in a clinical way, kinematics and uh, anatomy and, and physiology. And now I'm able to take the things I learned that were supposed to cause or alleviate immediate pain and I can link it to a pathway of movement and help people come up with strategies. And that's all, that's all part and parcel and that's luck and, uh, and, and, and a series of, of applying information in specific ways. And I'm proud of that, but I don't have any, any sort of qualifications. I'm not a massage therapist. I'm not licensed. I just have an understanding and I'm luckily able to heal people sometimes. I actually do sessions on massage therapists. They come to me to get worked on for part of their craft. And as far as this sports nutrition with the fighters that I've trained professional and amateur being their strength and conditioning coach and making sure they make weight. And then I've got my yellow packet, my pink packet, my red pill and my this and my that. I've really helped a lot of people learn how to maintain their optimal health and energy levels while at the same time hitting specific goals and I get people very pretty for photo shoots and all that stuff. That's stuff that you learn along the way that um, that I'm able to incorporate. Amazing. Cool. Wearing many hats, th- throwing many balls. <laughs> yes, sir. Both. That's it. Right. That's it. Well, Steve, thank you so much for coming on with us. Uh, this is informative, and uh, we love having you, and we look forward to having you on again. And, and you know, uh, enjoy the movie, and happy holidays, and uh, we'll see you very soon. And we'll post all, right. all of your info, Steve, on our on our website. Um, you could find all of the information, all of his websites, all of his, you know, Facebook, all that stuff. We'll get up there so everyone can find you, Steve. Thank you so much, and happy holidays. I will look forward to resharing the link on my social media pages so I can get it out to people who Please do. have some degree of interest in what I have to say. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the return trip with you guys. You two fit crazies, you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so Thanks a bunch, Steve. So with that said, my name is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Thanks, everybody.